Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me in the back? Okay. Yeah, before we begin, uh, formally I'd like to welcome Yong here on my left, um, a very uh, precious part of our team, and he was delayed quite a long time uh, with many plane delays uh, from where he lives in the southwest. So we welcome you, Yong. Yeah. And um, you will be hearing from him, and actually he'll be offering uh, sign-ups today, and I'll talk about them more, those sign-ups for uh, individual check-ins a little later. But first we want to do our ceremony of letting go and our ceremony of renunciation to help the container of the retreat uh, have more quiet, more silence, more ability to be within instead of um, the distractions that we normally can have with our devices around. And also, of course, it helps us all individually to quiet our own minds and hearts so that we can see what's going on there. So... um, I'm going to hand this over to uh, to you to to give some directions for us. I think you can. Yeah, would you, Yong? Would you like to speak a little bit more? That was a for now. Okay. I'll just say a quick hello. I'm so happy to be here finally. It's been an, kind of an interesting journey to arrive from uh, Durango, Colorado, where I'm, I'm primarily based. Um, and it's just so wonderful to be here with this beautiful team and to be back. Just to say a little bit about myself, I'm um, in the IMS uh, teacher training currently with uh, Vance and Joe's and, and um Apart from that, I, I do teach at the Durango Dharma Center. Uh, outside of that, I'm a caregiver for my mom full-time. Um, worked as an acupuncturist, but uh, taking a break from that at this time. But um, I think that's about it for now. Look forward to connecting with you all and supporting you on this retreat. So lovely to be with you. Thank you. Yeah, so for those of you that are going to be offering your cell phone, for the cell phones to be uh, put away for the remainder of the retreat, maybe just taking a moment to just reconnect uh, with what that is really about for you and uh, what your intention is in really uh, relinquishing you know, that particular uh, part of your life. And it's a significant one. Just taking a moment...
And a couple of my friends, friends and I were walking around, a couple other trainees, and we, really, we got into this heated discussion, like if you had to relinquish your wallet, keys, or cell phone, which one would you go with? <laughs> and it turned into this long conversation, and it was really a conversation around like how attached the mind is you know, to the wallet, keys, and the cell phone. And I noticed this, if sometimes if I can't find it, there's almost this panic that comes over. It's like, oh my gosh, where's my wallet? Where's my keys? And it's suffering, right? There's so much anxiety and tension in that. And you can really see, oh, wow, that's what happens, you know, when the mind is really attached, you know, when it's uh, potentially not there or absent, not working. Oh, it'd be grief. <laughs> um, so this is no small, um, no small uh, act of renunciation that, that those of you that are participating in um, are doing. So, yeah, I just wanted to name that. So, yeah, I think what we'll do is um, we'll form a line down the center aisle. And perhaps um, if it's a long line, you might have to fan out to the sides. And so once you come up the middle and place your cell phone in the basket, let's ring the bell just to honor that, that act of letting go. And then you can kind of fan out to the sides and return to uh, where you're seated. And so for those of you that are uh, going to be offering your cell phone, please um, line up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and just before we, before we begin, you know, just really noticing, you know, what, what is kind of the, the state of the mind, the climate of the mind in the act of actually approaching this process of letting go of the cell phone? And really, how does it feel? How does it settle once we've really kind of placed it in the basket and walked away. So really tuning in to kind of what is it really like to engage in this uh, letting go of this particular uh, attachment in, in our lives. So that can be, this is part of the practice as well, just tuning into this in a really uh, conscious way. So, yeah. Oh, I was going to ring the bell. Mm-hmm. on the spot coaching <laughs> yeah yeah and just you know uh, Dara's bringing up just how you know even if we aren't necessarily um, standing up or or, or uh, putting our cell phone into the basket practicing this act of renunciation that we're all part of this process we're all kind of holding space holding support really honoring what's happening here um, and, and with appreciation, perhaps, and, um, and kind of an inward bow, really recognizing, you know what, wow, what so many uh, community members are engaged in at this time. So we're all part of this, you know, even if we're not, not standing. So just to remember that um, as, we, as we move forward. So, yeah. Thanks, Dara. <laughs> yeah, still learning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
Well done, well done, well done. I might need Joseph to help me carry that out. That's a pretty, pretty hefty load there. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, that was really sweet. Thanks, everyone.
So let's take a few moments to just come into our own bodies, feeling ourselves just sitting here. And there might be some experiences that we're having that we just really need to pay attention to right now, emotions that might be coming up within the body. or simply by themselves, just noticing whatever's happening in this moment, surrounding it with our gentle, compassionate attention. So before I begin with the actual guidance of our moment-to-moment experience, I'd like to give some recommendations that we turn or incline the heart and mind to our intentions for what we're doing here this morning, this particular sitting. It's possible that we can intentionally incline or veer the mind and heart in a direction that's beneficial for us. What we're inclining towards may always play out. But just to recognize how a conscious intention can be so powerful in our practice. Because otherwise, the default settings just take over. And they'll come up. That's fine. We really need to see them clearly. But we can take some moments first to intentionally incline towards what's beneficial. So before we begin, I'd like to talk about some beneficial attitudes we might keep in mind to incline towards in our practice here consciously. It's a powerful beginning point of any practice that we do with intention like this practice. So one of our current very influential teachers from Burma in the same lineage is Sayadaw Utejaniya. And he calls these powerful beneficial attitudes right attitudes. Right meaning also wise as opposed to wrong, being in the, that area of right and wrong. But these are wise attitudes to keep in mind that I'm going to offer you as a way to keep them nearby. So I'll name a few. And remember that they're simply inclining, we're simply inclining the mind in a particular direction. We're using Dharma intelligence to do that. Knowing what is useful, knowing what is beneficial, knowing what will cause more harmony within and therefore 
more harmony in connection with all of life. So we do this with no attachment to result. So what is this right attitude or wise attitude of mindful observation? The first and most important one is to enter into our practice with a relaxed attitude of awareness. Being able to relax as much as possible and if we're not able to do that, to be able to accept, to allow what is here right now. Just to be able to have that curiosity, that allowing, that welcoming to be seen, whatever is here, is a way of going towards that relaxation. Of course, in the beginning of practice, we may not actually feel relaxed. That is how it is, too. So accepting that that is so in that manner observing and acknowledging as much as we can with an open curiosity, allowing to see what is happening. Because this is how we learn. This is how we become aware of all the parts that make up this body and mind. So can we do that with this empirical, experiential, knowledge of understanding this is the way it is right now meaning to say we don't need to add anything more to what is being known it's really important to know just what is here just right now it's interesting that when we come to just allow to receive, to experience what is coming up in the moment. And this is a a, a training because we can't always do that. But we incline the heart and mind there that we can receive, we can accept, we can allow ourselves to see what is part of our lives inside Somehow the receiving of that helps the mind and body to relax a little bit more. Not all the time, but it goes in that direction of being able to be with things as they are. It's important to understand ourselves, to welcome whatever is there as much as we can. Having this willingness to be open, accepting, not just tolerant, but having a deeper acceptance of this part, as if we're saying, this too belongs in this world of this mind-body continuum and this bigger world. This too belongs So it's not indulging in the pleasant or resisting the unpleasant. It's just being with how things are, moment to moment. So see if we can have a relaxed awareness as much as we can. 
And when that's not there, just seeing if we can simply be with what is as much as we can. Allowing, observing, receiving. With non-judgmental awareness, See if we can put aside any agendas that we've had for this sitting. Remembering that we're not doing this to gain anything, nor are we doing this to get rid of anything. Our simple um, intention is to know how things are, moment to moment, and bring this mindful attention accompanied by as much acceptance, caring, and love as possible. So with that intention, it's always helpful to be with the body first. Reining in the attention, the awareness, to the body, sensing this body just sitting here, for example. And you might do a scan of the body. As Bonnie pointed out beautifully yesterday, just having a sense of the area around the forehead, face, the whole head. Just a very quick scan, touching with awareness how it is in those areas. The shoulders, the forearms, the whole arm, the fingers. Take a minute to do that through your whole body going on down to your feet. A minute can be time enough to pay respects to this body with awareness. So at the beginning of practice, you might take more time to do this, but I did want to expand the practice to include other areas we could bring our attention to. So some of us might be very used to bringing the attention to the breath, the breath within the body, the sense of the bodily sensations that come with the breath, the in-breath, the out-breath. So if you're new to practice, choose a place where you can attend to the breath more specifically within the body. It might be at the abdomen 
where we can sense very clearly the rise and all and fall of the abdomen and all of the various sensations that come with it. Or it might be the chest area. Or some of you may be used to sensing the breath at the nostrils. Those of you who do that, you can continue doing that breath at the nostrils. I'm going to give more expanded guidance about how to attend to the breath at the abdomen or the chest area. And you can apply that to the nostrils, breath at the nostrils if you wish, the various ways we can tune in more closely. So being with the breath allows us to tune in more closely. It gives us, it can give us a sense of resting in the breath at times, and for long periods of times, too. So where do you sense the breath most closely, most clearly, if you're new to practice? Check that out. Check out if, as the abdomen rises, can you feel that? You can put your hands, your two hands on the abdomen, if you wish, And then you might try out the chest area and see what you can sense or experience closely. What we want to do is choose a place where we can experience the various sensations of the breath very distinctly or more distinctly. So where do we sense that? So those of you who are at the breath with the abdomen or the or the chest area. Can you feel into the beginning of a breath as a abdomen or chest rises and sense those various sensations that arise and pass away? Expansion, hardness, softness, coolness, warmth, bumpiness, smoothness, They're experienced like that, quite elementally. And on the out-breath, notice what it feels like. Maybe your hand is touching that area. But what would it be if your awareness touched that area also? How does it feel with awareness? You're not going to feel this closeness all the time, but it helps the attention and the awareness to rest more. So on the rising breath, you can make the silent, gentle notation of rising, just silent within yourself, and feel that rising moment. And then there's a pause. You can be there in the empty pause. And then when the breath falls, or there is that out-breath, you can note silently out or falling. If you want to adopt this noting process, you can adopt it any time, use it any time. Sometimes it's not so useful. 
You just notice it happening. But the note gives a little extra oomph to connecting with the actual experience of the breath. It brings more intimacy sometimes. So see if that's so. So noting, rising, and then feel that moment. Noting, falling or out, and then feel that moment. How it's always changing in that very deep connection manner. About 95-99% of our attention is in the actual feeling experience. Only a small percentage, 2-3%, is in the noting. So it's not about the word, it's about the experience. So in the Satipatthana Sutta, the Buddha talked about these four foundations of mindfulness, body being first. So we pay attention to the body as a whole and then connect with the breath within the body for those of you who find that useful. It's something that quite universally people in meditation do but you have to find your own way. So any time during the practice, it's so important that you know you can, come, you can start at this place and you can come back here if it feels like a safe place. If it's fairly neutral for you, that's important. But if it's not, I'd like to offer other places as Vance might have offered to you yesterday a place that an experience that takes us away from the breath body can be hearing and that could happen more times than we think especially when there's construction going on around here luckily we've had the rain and we haven't had the noise as we might have had but when it happens your attention may be called to hearing and away from the breath or the body. For those of you, and in fact for many of us who have had trauma, this is a good place to go, or it might be for you. Just opening your attention without abandoning the body so much, knowing the body sitting here, but also receiving the sounds with the awareness of hearing. Hearing. Right now, my voice is occupying the sound waves of this room. So noticing hearing with my voice. Sounds. Hearing. It's a wider, broader attention span. And sometimes that's helpful because it can feel like this body or this breath is in a pressure cooker. So we need to broaden the attention. Naturally, apart from that, even when you're with the body or the breath, the attention may naturally be called to hearing. When that happens, 
let go of the breath completely and notice hearing. When it's a natural occurrence, just notice hearing. You can note it also with this very slight note, hearing, and then be with that hearing. The two other experiences that happen most naturally at the beginning of practice are other bodily sensations like pain in the body, feeling of tightness or hardness, tension or heat, maybe at the place where we have chronic pain. If it's hard to go there, you can come back to the body, the breath or hearing. But if you can keep the attention there, let it be so, noticing pain or however it feels, and then coming back to have some respite to that place of safety for you. Another common experience is thinking. Remember that thinking is not the enemy in our practice. It's natural to think. The mind thinks just as the heart pumps and other organs of the body do their job. So notice thinking without getting lost in the content, if possible. But getting lost happens. So just notice when one comes out of thinking, just notice thinking because that's, it's just ending. And whatever else happens predominantly, normally it can come back to the breath. So today in this practice, I want to boil it down to something really simple. Start with the body or the breath if you can. If you need a place of safety, try out hearing. Or just to give more examples, try your hands touching as a place of safety. Or your buttocks on the cushion, that sensation. Start there. Relax into those moments. When your attention is drawn to something else, see if you can actually go there with whatever else is happening. It could be hearing, could be pain in the body, sensations of those pa- that pain. It could be thinking. So notice thinking as just a process, not getting lost in it, coming back to the breath. If you need to start again, breath, body, safety place. If it's simpler to just be with the body or the breath in this sitting for you or your place of safety, go ahead and do that. And many of us start with that in the first days of the sitting. So that's not unusual. Just keeping coming back to what relaxes you, what gives you more clarity.
And let's do the best we can. And let that be good enough.
If you get lost in thought or wandering mind, that's okay. Just begin again at your place of safety. So good job, everybody, and um, thank you for doing your practice. We're really impressed at the way the quietness, the silence is going and encouraging you to keep that up and just the sincerity of your practice. So we were brought more aware yesterday that we need to um, get you to your yogi jobs by uh, 10 o'clock. So... We've had so much to present to you in these last two days, yesterday and today, in the morning. So we're hoping that in the next times together we'll have more time just for instruction and your ability, time to actually practice. 
But for today, I want to get right into giving the announcements. And um, to let you know first that we'll be starting the group check-ins today for half of you. And the other half will go tomorrow to the group check-ins, the the small group check-ins. And at this time, you'll be able to, in a smaller group, ask questions, any questions you may have about your practice. So I'm going to leave that, um, the question area, uh, if you have any questions, mostly to that time period that you're going into, unless we have a few minutes at the end of the announcements. Um, Those of you who do not have check-ins today, the the names are on the board, they've been posted since last night, Um, you will have the opportunity, if you want to, to sign up with one of the uh, assistant teachers here. And um, so you can look at the board and, and see which ones are open. But this is only for that group who do not have those groups who do not have um, group check-ins today. So you're welcome to sign up for individual with one of the um, assistant teachers here. And I just want to put a word in for all of them. Um, These uh, assistants who are in teacher training, they're really phenomenal. We chose them. If there was not an application for this, we, we chose depending on their practice. And so the practice of each one of these assistants here is uh, really profound. They have a lot of practice, understanding, and are just learning now. This is uh, going into their third year, learning now how to impart that. And they've all had quite a bit of experience there too. So we want to Uh, let you know how much confidence we have in them and really rely on them to be a big part of this retreat so we can handle everyone, every one of you, give you special attention. So we thank thank them for their presence and it's really a huge help for us who have been here, the the OGs, so to say. (laughs) Is that the right word? (laughs) (laughs) These are the upcoming ones and... and pretty much into it already, so uh, I would say I'm not the only one. (laughs) Pardon? What's a UG? Oh, got it. Okay, upcoming. Oh, the UGs. Very good. Thank you. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> so, um, okay, so I told you about the, the small group interviews, and it's a time when you can bring in a question or something you're going through, and pe- uh, have an awareness about the time, because we want to make sure that everybody has their timing there. Um, so uh, it's good to just sort of um, get to the point. When, when you're... <laughs> I was trained by a very strict teacher, <laughs> short and to the point, but we want to know a little bit of the context too, so that really helps us. Um, that's okay. Uh, some other things that might be helpful for all of us as a group to please uh, be on time for the sittings 
and we would like you, unless there's an emergency, to stay for the whole sitting. Of course there's going to be emergencies, bathrooms, and forgot something somewhere that you really have to pay attention to or whatever it is. So uh, please stay for the whole sitting. That That's a culture here. And also be on time. Part of the culture here is be here ready in your sitting posture when the time is that it says to start. You're not coming to this place at the starting plate time. You're actually already being here, if it's possible. The first few days are the hardest days. So, so a little Grateful Dead there. The first few days are the hardest days. <laughs> it's really, even for us, you know, it's like trying to keep all the details together and like, oh, I forgot to have Yong speak a little bit more and sorry, Yong. Yeah. And so, um, the, so go to the bathroom way ahead of time. <laughs> That's the first secret uh, teaching. Okay. <laughs> um, Another thing that's really important is let's put our play, our shoes in a place where all of all of us can be here together at an ease, so that the wheelchair can get by easily. So this is a good shoe awareness thing that we have. And I might say, if if it feels easeful for those of you who have to go ahead of time who need help, to please get up when we get up, when the teachers get up, because you need time to to get things ready, you know, to bring the chair over, etc. So please feel free to get up when we get up and start preparing. Um, And so make room for that to happen also. Um, The eating meditation uh, is going to be offered at the noontime sitting. So please all come for that. Uh, and the eight precepts, the understanding of the eight precepts will also be offered. And so those of you who wanted that, I know I received a note, so please come in for that 12 o'clock one. Also, um, there will be two different um, ways that we're offering mindful movement, and who's going to talk about that? Were you, Josen? So there's... um going to be movement downstairs as well as chair movement in the welcome room and this is just a reminder of what was said yesterday chair movement in the welcome room for our family members here with limited mobility and so just please if you're um, if accessible to go downstairs feel free to do the movement down there with Hamana downstairs and I'll be doing chair movement in the welcome room okay. Yeah, and we'll we are going to hold it to about 45 minutes so that we also have 15 minutes to use the bathroom before we come back here for 4 o'clock Brahma Bihara practice. Thank you. Thank you, Josen. So I might say also the first groups are starting at 10.10 to give you a chance to go to the bathroom also or whatever you need to do. And we'll see you in your groups then. And the second one is beginning at 11.00. 30. Okay. So take care, all of you. It's really beautiful to have you here with us being together. Thank you for your practice.